So we're going to read uh, the scripture this morning for this morning's uh, sermon. But let's pray first. Dear Lord God, we're so grateful for you and what you did through Jesus Christ on the cross for us. That you saved us from ourselves, from our sin, and uh, you have given us hope. Just pray this morning that you will open our hearts and our minds, that we can hear your words, and that we can apply it, and that the seeds would be sown in our hearts, and that we can grow and uh, become more and more like you, and that we can reach out to those around us in our community and neighbor in our country, uh, that you would be seen. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So our scripture this morning is from Philippians 1, 1 through 6. There's uh, Bibles in the pews if you care to uh, look at those or your phone or you can just follow along on the screen up front. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus in Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank my God every time I remember you. In my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Jesus Christ. May God's words shape and form us. Good morning. Good morning, church. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, that's good. Um, I'm so happy to be here this morning. Uh, it's a blessing for me to share uh, this morning. And I want to pray first for, for us. Would you join me in prayer? Thank you, God, for this morning. Thank you, God, because uh, you brought us here this morning. Thank you, God, for your word and for everything you're doing in our hearts, God. I pray that you open our hearts to receive what you have for us. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in this place. Huh. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence in our lives, with our families, with our neighbors, and our community. God. I pray that uh, the Holy Spirit, the fuego that is in us, moves in our lives, and then can people can see that and receive that. I thank you for your love, God, and for your mercy and your grace. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Um, our scripture for this morning comes from Philippians 1 through 1 through 6. And uh, the title for this is God's Not Finished Yet. Uh, I looked it up on the Urban Dictionary, what fuego means, which we all know, you know fuego comes from Spanish words, so it's fire. But in the Urban Dictionary in English, it says, 
When something is so cool, English word can't describe it. And it's a comment that, that was fuego, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it's interesting for me when you look at up something and it's not what you think it was going to be. You know, my definition is exactly the same. Fuego, fire. But it wasn't like that. I mean, it is there, but I, the Urban Dictionary, that's what they have. But our message for this morning is from the Fuego series, which is, this is the last of the Fuego series. We, the whole month of June, we were going through this Fuego series. And I remember at the beginning when I talked about the journey to Emmaus Road and when God walked with us. And I asked uh, a few questions. But uh, when I'm, uh, Philippians first says, Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all God's holy people in Christ Jesus, a Philippine, together with the overseers and deacons. You know when uh, the first verse, when we talk about this, do we realize that we are servants of God? Paul didn't talk about, you know, me, servant of God, or Timothy, servant of God. He, he was talking about everybody. That means the whole church. Not just the pastor, not just the leaders, not just the teachers, but every single one. So what that means, we have a partnership with the gospel. Mm -hmm. We are partners with the gospel. Mm -hmm. And one thing that I came to my mind, it was what it, what it means for me to be partners with the gospel. You know, most of you know uh, me, I know that I grew up in a Christian family. My dad is a pastor. And since I was little, I remember being part of the church and always serving and always doing uh, things with the church and for the church. But it wasn't until I received God in my life that I realized why I was doing it. It wasn't something that was just, oh, we just do church every single Sunday and then we help during the week and do other activities and that's it. No. I remember that age of 12 that... Uh, that was my first experience with the Holy Spirit. Touched my heart, and I recognized that God was my savior for my life and for the life of the people that was in the church also. Going through that, I remember that I said, you know, I give you my heart, God. I'm a 12-year-old, that the only thing that I have is my heart and my life, but I give everything to you. Hmm. I want to be partnered with the gospel. Partnering with everything. I want to share the gospel through my life and I want you to grow, glorify your name in my life. So, uh, you know, I would like, that's a big commitment <laughs> because it's not always, you know, happiness and everything is easy. But uh, I remember right after that, my dad decided to move to, uh, he was helping, he was co pastor in a church. And he decided to be uh, the lead pastor uh, in the area we were uh, uh, we were working in our community. And the first thing when you like start a church, a planned church, is like you start like being involved in the community, right? You start inviting people, your neighbors, your you know everybody that's around your community. And so I remember it's a sad, small story uh, that uh, I was probably 13 or 14 by that time. And uh, my mom told me, you know, it's a family that I've been talking to, and it's this woman have like three or four kids. Would you go there and 
and tell me we're going to have a service tomorrow. And they're welcome to come. And I say, sure, yeah, I'll do that. You know, I can do that. So I grabbed my bike and I went downhill because they were like all the way to the bottom. And uh, I was riding my bike and I went to the house. I didn't knock, but nobody, nobody was in. So I said, oh, okay. So uh, if you've been in Mexico, uh, people have pets and they have dogs. But those dogs are not like, you know, they're, they're, they're there to protect their house, right? We have pets here and we just love them and we take care of them and they're so friendly. Nah, this one, they're not friendly. <laughs> but, um, I remember as I was walking out of the house, the neighbor's dogs start following me. I was, this is not good, this is not gonna go well. I better start walking faster, right? Because I wanna get out of that as soon as I can. So I start riding my bike and I saw the dogs just chasing me. I stopped and I put my bike right in front of them. It were like four of them. And they were, you know, pretty big, pretty good size. <laughs> um, one of them ran to the other side and just bit me, like really bad. And they just took off. After they did that, it's like, you know, they, they, they did what they wanted to do and they just left, <laughs> what? <laughs> so I remember that I was in so much pain. But I didn't cry. I hold it as, you know, as much as I could. I said, I'm not gonna cry, I'm not gonna cry. I started walking. I couldn't ride my bike because I was, you know, uh, it hurts. And it's, my house was like a, a quarter mile from, from, from that place. And I remember as soon as I stepped into my, you know, my house, the only thing I could, like, I screamed. My dad, my mom and my dad were, like, scared. This is what happened. I couldn't even talk. I was just screaming and crying. And they say, what happened? What happened? I couldn't say anything. I was just like this. And dog just bit me. Um, what is the reason that I'm telling this story? Um, I remember that they asked me, so you don't want to do this anymore? You don't want to invite people? I said, no, I'm okay going back. <laughs> I don't think that matters for me because what it means to be partnered for me with the gospel, it sometimes it's going to be hard. Sometimes it's going to get messy, what Pastor Dave was saying before. But when you know you're doing it with joy and you're doing it to serve and to go and reach to the people who needs Jesus and who needs love and mercy. Because those people were in need. And those people need God, same as I did, and same as you do. And I was sure of that, that nothing was gonna stop me. Not even when I was 13, not even now. But that's what it means for me to be uh, partner with the gospel. Mm. You know, you share your story, you share with others. And sometimes it's not gonna be easy. You know, I feel sometimes that I'm, oh, I'm not, you know, that happy. Sometimes I go through stuff and life is hard. But the joy that brings when you share, when you uh, have that community with others, it's worth it. It's so amazing. You know, every time that I'm tired during the week, and then uh, I'm going through a lot of stuff. What really brings me joy is when I come here. 
when I see you, everybody just, you know, happiness. I feel happy. I can't be mad. I can be upset. I can be just tired. Even though this week's out, I'm really tired. <laughs> it's been a long week. But um, that's the joy that the gospel brings to our lives. You know, it's, uh, I look at the uh, second, like, uh, Philippians uh, 1, 2 says, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace and peace. You know, God has grace in my life. I mean, I, uh, I know he, he's been uh, working in my life and, and doing things in my life that I'm so grateful. And the peace that he has given us, not only me, it's amazing. It's good. Uh, one of the things that uh, I really like about this passage is because when Paul talks about this church in Philippi, he talks about with them with joy. I don't know if you guys like history or you're related to the uh, background of this church, but that was one of the churches that was uh, planned by Paul in Europe. That was one of the churches uh, that uh, he got this vision of going there about this guy just walking and saying, would you come help us? Would you come and share? Would you come and do this? And uh, the gospel brings people from different backgrounds together. We can see this in Acts 16 if you guys have the chance to read that. That's amazing. One of the women in that church was, uh, she was dressed in a purple uh, cloth. That's what it says on, on the scripture. And she was looking like really fancy and, and nice. <laughs> so I said, wow, uh, the Bible uh, described that pretty well. One of the other um, members that I know that is in the Bible is because this jailer, the one who was like in prison with Paul and uh, uh, Silas were uh, in prison. Uh, and his whole fam family was uh, part of this church too. So we see two different types of people there. One that have like probably well-educated and you know, have money or wealth, and one who are like middle class. And then we see a third one, which is the, the woman when, uh, remember when Paul prayed for this uh, woman that had that uh, a spirit of, uh, uh, a divination, you know, she could see things, and, and when they prayed for her, she was delivered from that. She was there too. You see the difference, you know, you see the background of this church? For me, it's amazing. Because mm -hmm. what, that's what the gospel does to us. He, the gospel brings people together. It doesn't matter where you're from, it doesn't matter your background, your lifestyle. The gospel is so powerful that the gospel can do that. It's not us, it's the gospel. And that's what it means to be partners of the gospel. Uh, I do have a definition, and it's right here about what, it, what it's uh, being partners with the gospel. I'm going to go uh, to the third uh, verse that says, I thank my God every time I remembered you. 
and then continues to say, all my prayers for all of you. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now. Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God has begun a good work in our lives, in our church, especially in our in our lives. You know, sometimes it's uh, it's hard to uh, to seek God in a way that we can understand what He's doing in our lives. We struggle with that, you know, with our faith and uh, trusting God. But this is what it's all about. When we know we're partners with the gospel, and when we know God is doing something, sometimes we're not gonna hear the answer right away, or what we wanna hear. But doesn't mean that God is not doing something in your life. Doesn't mean that God is not present in your life. Doesn't mean that God is not working in your spiritual growth. But we need to praise Him in every circumstance that we go through. Not only when we're happy or when we have a, a success, but also when we're like angry and then we don't want to be uh, part of uh, a community or a church or anything else. We should always like look for, give thanks to, to the Lord in every circumstance, in everything that we do. I remember that uh, one of the things that that, that word partnership is, it's a Greek word that says uh, koinonia. It's a word which speaks of close fellowship and sharing. That word speaks about close fellowship and share. <clears throat> when I see that, I do think about Renee. <clears throat> because uh, we fellowship together, as we're doing this morning, right? We worship together, and we also share it together in our lives. I'm so excited, I'm so happy when, you know, we do uh, events and we do things as a community, and we share food and we share everything together and that's what a partnership is you know there's some times in my life and I'm sure in your life that you just don't want to be a part of that you know sometimes you just need your time or your uh, you know by yourself but uh, the <coughs> partnership that God is talking about here when says about the gospel it's really different it's something that uh, it's always has bring me joy into my life because the most amazing things that have happened to me in my life is when I'm sharing the gospel with other people and I don't mean like preaching or here in the pulpit when I mean when I'm having life together with the church with the people that is in the church. When you receive Jesus 
in your life, you just don't get uh, to just walk away. You know, say, you know, I'm done. I got a Jesus in my heart. That's it. I'm going to go to heaven. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. Because otherwise, the word partnership, it wouldn't exist. When you receive Jesus in your heart and in your life, you're partnership with the gospel. You need to share and to live in a way that you proclaim what you receive, which is salvation. And if we don't share that as a church, we're not doing what Paul was telling to this uh, church. And, uh, and it really makes me think about my life. The way that I do things, the way that I, you know, partner with the gospel and the way that God is working in my life. Because that's the purpose of this. You know, God is not done yet. He, we still have a work in progress. You know, I'm not perfect. I get angry sometimes. <laughs> Especially this morning. I need to share this because it's uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not a, um, it's not bad, but it's also like uh, very pleasant, I would say. Uh, this morning we were, I was making coffee in the kitchen, and I, uh, I saw a guy just walking into the building, and then Pastor Day came in too, and he couldn't talk. He just say socks and water, and I was, do you need help? Socks, water. I was okay. He had no shirt. Of you know, obviously he wasn't wearing any shoes. He was just holding a pair of shoes and a blanket. And I was well, I don't have socks, but I can. Do you want a shirt? You need a shirt, right? So I went to our uh, clothing uh, closet, and I couldn't find his size because he said, "What size do you wear?" Like he's, I'm a four for X. That's what he said. Mm -hmm. So well, that's. Uh, I don't think have anything like that. But I, I went to the clothes and I looked at, I got one and uh, two eggs, so I gave it to him. And after that, we just gave him food and, uh, and water. And, and I think he was okay. And then he said, do you need any more help? I said, no. So he started walking outside. And, uh, and I asked him. I went and I followed him and said, would you pick up your stuff? Because, you know, you can't leave that mess here. You know, we, we need to be respectful. And he went off on me. He got into my face. Uh, and he started yelling and screaming at me. And I, I'm, I'm sure Pastor Dave said that because I, I noticed that he came right, <laughs> running outside too. I was, no, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. You know, just relax, man. You know, we're not. But uh, it really kind of makes me angry. Because he said that I'm not sharing the love of God. I was, okay. I mean, I don't know what he's going through. I don't know his background. I don't know his life. But when somebody says that to you, it's like, oh, that really hurts. Because you don't know me. I don't know you, but I'm not judging you well, whatever you're doing. You know, he's a big guy. I'm, I'm not that big. <laughs> uh, and, you know, for his shirt size, you can tell he was big. <laughs> uh, but... I remember about this, <clears throat> how
how can I respond? You know, I can say, you know, he was threatening me and I was protecting myself, so I hit him or tried to. You know, I probably couldn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> but it really hurts because that's what we try to do here. We try to welcome people. That's a matter where they're going through life. We try to do that. And I, I know I'm not perfect. And I know God is working in my life in a ways that I can't even imagine. But I remember about this, you know, I'm preaching today, I should be calm and in peace. You know, I have every, <laughs> that joy that brings me when I come here to worship you, God. But in this moment, I don't feel that. I just don't. Because uh, that reminds me when I was uh, helping my dad at the church. And we were build, building the church. And it was really early in the morning, like 5 o'clock. And I just heard my mom scream like, Magdiel, Magdiel. And I came out of, you know, the house. And my mom is really sweet. She doesn't yell. She doesn't. She's always calm. So when I hear that, you know, something's happening. And I remember she said, you know, a guy is just running away with the tools and everything that we're using for the church. And the first thing in mind that came, I need to chase, chase this guy. I need to follow him. And I went after him and I chased him for like a mile or probably more. And I was angry, really angry. I said, as soon as I, you know, get close to this guy, the first time I'm gonna do it, I'm just gonna hit him and take back the tools that he stole. He's a thief, you know, how can he do that to the church? The church that will be there for the community to help other people. And I caught up, I caught up with him because he was grabbing, you know, he had a lot of stuff on him. And when I got close, I remember that I was gonna, you know, oh, I'm just gonna hit you. <laughs> and in my mind or my heart, I heard this, don't do it, have grace, I love him. And I wrestled with that. Say, God, don't you see what he's doing? It doesn't matter. Do you love me? Say, yes, I do. You need to love that guy too. And that was hard for me, but I did it. Because it's better to be obedient and to be faithful what you believe, then go against that. Amen. What I'm saying is sometimes life is not as we expect. Mm. But we need church to remember, are you partners with the gospel? Are you putting yourself first before the gospel? Mm. And like I say, it's not easy. Because it wasn't easy for me. <laughs> But I know God is working in our lives. And that's what it says. God is not finished yet. But we need to let the Holy Spirit work in our life. In a way that He wants to work in our life. Not how we want it, how we think, how our minds think, you know, we're going to do this, or we're going to do this way. Because this is the thing that is best for me. You know, I've been there. I, I wrestled with God, you know, with a lot of things that it's in my life. But if I learned something about that, 
that's one of the fights that we need to learn how to lose. Because it's a blessing when you know that. It's a blessing in your life when you do realize that God is doing the work in your life. It's not about me, you know. It's not about how I feel. It's about how God makes me feel. And for me, it's really powerful. And I love Jesus. And I will do anything to share the gospel to anybody with joy and with that peace. Even in times when I feel that that's gone. <laughs> that's not there. But I do need to remember that Jesus loved me first. That Jesus died for my sins. That Jesus died for me on that cross. And that's where the fire comes up. <laughs> it's not about fire or anger. It's about fire of that joy and that peace that comes when you just follow God with all your heart, with everything that you have. Because it's a big difference. One of the other points that I have is God is also completing the good work he has begun in the church. Our church, it's, God has been working in a lot of different things. And I know the enemy doesn't like that. Because when people for different backgrounds comes together and worship God, and receive the Holy Spirit in their lives. He doesn't like that. He's not happy with that. Because he knows how powerful and how beautiful that is. As a church. As a body of Christ. But we do need to remember. That God is completing the good work he began in you. And me. In the church. Paul's words in Philippians 1 through 6 uh, apply to uh, not only to individual uh, believers, but also to the whole church. He doesn't specify use for, like I say, for the pastor or the leaders. He was talking to the whole church. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, that's what, uh, and that's what I like about this and what I think is so important for us to remember. That God wants to work with the whole church. Not just with me, not just with Pastor Dave, or with the worship team, or with the teachers that are with the kids. God wants to work with you. Are you willing to be partners of the gospel? Are we willing to take that step? Even if we feel, oh, I'm not ready for that. Oh, I don't think I can commit to that. It's little by little. That's what matters, if you try. Like I said before, when you receive God and you recognize that Jesus died for you, you just don't get to walk away and say, I'm good, that's all I needed, thank you so much. No, God will continue to work in your life 
until the day he died, or until the day he comes for us. Uh, one of my last uh, points here, it's about, it's about the work that God has begun at Renew Church many years ago. If you guys know, Renew, it's uh, been around for seven years now. We started the community center, and God has blessed us with this building. We're almost going to be here two years in this uh, August. And it's a blessing, you know, to see how God works and to see the way that he leads us as a church. It's amazing. And it brings joy probably not only to me, but to all of you. You know, I'm really happy and really blessed to be here this morning sharing. Because my journey hasn't been easy, but it has been full of blessings. And to remember that, let's remember that God is not finished yet. In my life, and in the life of the people who surround me, and especially here at the church every new. He has more work for us to do, more people to come to Christ, more missions that we need to do and support, more individuals and families to reach, more spiritual growth for us as a church. God, who began the good work here at Renew, will carry it out to completion. Do, you, do we believe this, church? Did you believe that what God is doing, he will carry it out to completion? Because what God has starts, he will finish. God is also completing the good work he has begun in this church. And I believe that. And I think this matters for us as a church. It reminds us that we are partners together with the gospel. Together. I think uh, it helps us focus on our task as a church, that vision. You know, we have a lot of people with a lot of ideas and a lot of things that we can do. But we need to remember that we need to focus on what God is doing in our lives and what God is doing every new. And I like uh, to end with this, that God always gives us hope. Even when we feel discouraged, like I felt this morning. <laughs> I remember he always gonna give me that hope and that strength to keep going, no matter what. And after all that incident that happens, like I said, I was happy, I was, I mean, I was sad. And I was angry. But I was, maybe that's the reason we're here. We need to make a difference. We need to, even when a couple, when people come to you and say, you're not sharing or you're not showing the love of God. I think we need to prove them otherwise. By loving them and praying for them no matter what. But as a Christian, that's a, uh, that's opportunity to grow. 
to be different. And uh, I would like to finish with, with this. And, uh, I'm so grateful and I'm so happy to be part of Renew, to have life together with you as a church. And even though it's going to be some time, there will be hard for every of us. Remember that we're together and that we all together are partnered with the gospel. That's the thing that should stay in your heart. God is with us. God is in this place. The Holy Spirit and the fuego that is coming, I'm sure the devil is scared of that. And he doesn't want that. But we need to be focused in God. Because the world up there is going in so many different ways and a little bit crazy. A lot of things are happening in our community. But we need to be focused on what we believe, which is our Jesus, the one that we love. And I will encourage you to think about this. For me, it might be simple. You know, I always have to remember why I'm doing this. Why I need to love my neighbors, why I need to love everybody, even when times are hard. But it is not easy, like I said. But when we come together as one body, as a church, I think it's a little bit more easier for us, because we support one, one to each other, right? So uh, let's pray for God's wisdom in our lives and God's revelation in our lives.